welcome back to Rising from the Ashes. I'm Dan Unaki Dan. Homie Romy, what's happening? Uh, thanks for tuning in to episode one. This is episode two. We're going to finish out these 50 fucking questions that are taking forever. I'm going to kick it to the homie Romy because he has some, what, what you got? I have some sweet, I have some sweet news I want to, I want to share with the people because I love you guys. You guys are my friends. You know, that's what we're here to do. We're here to, to, to give the dirty details of the, of the goodness to the people. So, um, I guess every time we'll maybe have a little, uh, bit that we can share that we think is interesting and, and helpful for you guys' lives. Yeah, right on. What you got for <laughs> All us right, today, so homie? We're gonna dive, well, this is what it is, player. Um, we're going to dive into um, fo- some of my favorites in foraging. I love hiking, and I, um, I love connecting with nature. And it's springtime, which means the abundance is everywhere. It's beautiful, especially here in Northern California. Um, and the pine trees produce a lot of pine pollen. And pine pollen is super, super awesome. Uh, it has been dated back to been known in Chinese medicine for about 2,000 years, documented um, the use of this stuff. So I'm going to read um, an excerpt from a couple articles here. Um, and we're going to start off with from Raw Forest Foods with the historical and Chinese medicine perspective of pine pollen. Historical text and development of a codified Chinese medicine. The first comprehensive medical pharmacological text at the Shennongben Kaojing, which was completed during the Qin and Han dynasty. The Shennongben Kaojing is composed of three sections and it was recorded in 365 different medicines, including 252 medicinal herbs, 67 medicinal animal extracts, and 46 medicinal minerals. The Shennong Ben Chao Jing is the first pharmacological text that was recorded use of pine pollen. The Shennong Ben Chao Jing would later become the Qing Chu Ben Chao, uh, eight, circa 657-659 CE after several hundred years of refinement by the classical medical experts. Throughout the subsequent dynasties, the original text was further developed until, uh, until the Tang dynasty. The Qin Qin Ben Chao was produced after that. This, as mentioned above, was the first official medical text of China, including pied pollen as a medicine. The Chu, uh, the Chu Chu Ben Chao predates Western medical text. Uh, by nearly 900 years, which is very significant. Um, but this early reference of pine pollen did not end there. It was subsequently mentioned in many Chinese, Korean, and Japanese texts today and continues as place as an important component of Chinese medicine. So there's that excerpt. And then I have one more, um, which is more on a, uh, a spiritual side from a uh, healing modality website. And when one of the most spiritually and aware and medically advanced ancient cultures on the planet reveres an herb for thousands of years, there's usually good reason to believe that there's something special about it. Such as in case with pine pollen, an extremely potent and healing nutrient-dense superfood that is proverbially off the radar compared to much less fantastic yet far more popular herbs and plant medicines with over 200 bioactive ingredients, vitamins, and minerals in high concentrations. Pine pollen is easily one of the most important beneficial herbal medicines on the planet. 
Now, one of the few substances on earth that has the ability to stimulate measurable testosterone and hormone production, pine pollen has been a treasure of traditional Chinese medicine and neighboring Asian cultures for the past 2,000 years. Known as a master rejuvenator and adaptogen, the herb has quickly become known to wider world in recent years. But just what exactly is so special about it? To understand that, we need to look closely at its origins. Pine pollen is just that, the pollen of pine trees. Pollen is actually a form of a seed, and like all seeds, it contains fundamental nutrients and essence necessary to grow a towering 100-foot-tall pine tree that can live for hundreds of years. As such, it contains an incredibly wide spectrum and high concentration of unique and rare nutrients that do much of the same for the human body as it does for the tree itself promotes rapid growth, rejuvenation, and healing. So much so, in fact, is widely considered to be a top natural medicine for the world for its such properties. So that's, there's that. What do, you, what do you think about that stuff, bro? Excellent, man. Excellent. Uh, I had no idea about pine pollen. So, uh, <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's super sweet, so that's cool. You know, <laughs> sweet. So, is it, it like sweet. a powder? Is it like a what type of form is it in? It's a golden powder. So, when you go and you see pine trees, um, and so there's pine cones, which are the female uh, mm-hmm. part of the, the the tree, and then the male catkins, which produce the pollen. Um, so, the female pine cones have the seeds, and the catkins have the pollen. They're a lot smaller, uh, and you can go up to them and, and literally tap them with your finger and you should see some pollen come off. Um, if not, then it's either past season or they're uh, too immature and they're in a complete abundance. You can't really, I mean, if you were to, to climb the entire tree and take them all, you'd be depleting it. But if you just take, I mean, a couple handfuls, you're going to be good and you're going to have plenty of pollen. And how, how do you capture it? Um, you, What's so the- what you do is you take like a harv a harvest basket or a bag or something and you go out and get your, your catkins and then you take them home and let them kind of dry out. And when they're a little drier, you can take a sifter, um, like a, like a flour sifter, um, or a nice fine mesh strainer and put them in there and kind of shake them and tap them. And you should have pine pollen float to the bottom of the bowl. What are the benefits? Oh man. So the benefits of pine pollen, uh, I have some good significant list here. Um, it is a major anti-inflammatory provides lots of antioxidants. Pine pollen contains a pretty high levels of antioxidants that are extremely beneficial of ridding the body of free radicals that cause damage to your cells. Um, it's really good for joint health. The pine pollen contains MSM also known as compound DMSO2. The compound is extremely beneficial for naturally improving flexibility, and restoring collagen. It is often used in beauty products that helps remove wrinkles and signs of aging. It helps with heart health. The pine pollen is considered to be an adaptogen. Adaptogens allow the body better handle and deal with the natural and physical stressors, um, which are very obvious and prevalent. Um, This in turn helps protect the heart from overworking due to physical activity and emotional upset. Um, it's androgenic. The pine tree's uh, pollen contains a natural supply of testosterone and androsterone. This makes great for men over the age of 25, especially those who work out. This isn't just for men. Women also have certain levels of testosterone and can become deficient, especially as they age closer to around 50. These lower levels of testosterone in both men and women can cause fatigue, moodiness, sleep issues, and a loss of sex drive. 
Onto that, it is also an aphrodisiac. This golden powder is known to naturally increase the libido as well as improve sexual function. And Shen, uh, so, pine pollen is an ancient medicine for the whole body uh, that is believed to increase, increase spiritual energy and also quiets the mind. That's actually very interesting because you see those uh, Egyptian reliefs with uh, the basket and the pine cone. And they're holding the pine cone and putting it into the other person's mouth. And they're holding the basket. And everybody's always wondering what the basket is. So maybe you just figured it out, homie, Romy. It's it's the pollen. And let me get let me say something on that. When I was listening to the um the epic of Gilgamesh, um they reference in there, and there is very, very old references. This is how special trees are and the human connection to trees and the how we're all woven together, right? Um, in the Epic of Gilgamesh, which, um, I mean, I know, you know, but if listeners don't know, it is some of the, no, I think it is the oldest text of QAnon tablets that exist. Um, and the first story that we have Quan, from human Quan writings, Ron. Quan Ron. Yeah. Tablets. Sorry. Did I say QAnon tablets? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Not definitely not QAnon on tablets, but uh, so they they mention in there specifically in ancient Mesopotamia, Sumeria, there was a sacred pine forest that held special properties and was very important to the cedars uh, that town. Uh, that yeah, cedars. They were ancient cedars, in and Lebanon. cedars are you know they're um, yes, exactly. You know the forest in which I'm referencing. Yeah, that's also where Baalbek is. Oh, cool, man. Oh, sick. What is that? It's a giant-ass temple uh, made for Baal that the Romans later took over. Um, yeah. So that's that's it on pine pollen. The second one I wanted to get into, I listened to a good show. I don't know if you listen to Crow 777 at all. Sometimes. Um, it's It's got some good guests on there. Today's guest was um, an expert in biomagnetism, which is something I'm incredibly interested in. So biomagnetism is a huge studied research it's not quite medical it is scientific and it's it has to do with using different magnets and polarities to have healing modalities in the body a thread that i'm trying to pull together with um ancient civilizations and their knowledge of energy and magnetics it has to do with healing modalities of magnets and um, regenerating the the hydrogen in the body, um, which which basically like pH means power of hydrogen or um, you know parts of hydrogen. So basically, we're you know hydrogen massively within our body, so it controls a lot of the cellular health. And um, outside of that, um, I you know we're interested in ancient civilizations and and their understandings and and how they worked. Um, and so when I think I brought up last time the brick batteries. There was a um, scientific study that came out in August of 2020 where scientists said, hey, yeah, red bricks, straight up red bricks that have been used for hundreds of years, these can be conductors. They can be used like batteries. They can hold and store energy and they can also release that stored energy with the right, right kind of wiring. So I was like, okay, take these old uh, megalithic structures where these stones have the ability to harness energy and these crystal formations that they found in the bottoms of pyramids and things like that with their knowledge of biomagnetism 
um, the knowledge of what is conductive and copper, their use of copper and gold and these conductive metals. And then, okay, also he was bringing up uh, that NASA did an experiment, this main scientist, uh, head scientist at NASA back in the 90s did an experiment of the cellular body changing, the skin changing as it got farther away from the Earth's magnetic field. So when people would be in space for a while, he would be able to test their skin and their skin was changing and their skin on a molecular level was starting to adapt uh, and evolve to being away from the magnetic field of the earth and was like coming like, so I think softer skin, he was saying, or like almost kind of translucent-y. So it's like, okay, you're taking in the biomagnetism. If we believe in multiple dimensions, uh, the ability to fluctuate hydrogen and uh, in our body by, I don't know. I'm just like, yo, like time travel, aliens, ancient civilizations, energy, electricity, ether energy. Ah, like I'm trying to tie all these threads together, man. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. It's, yeah, uh, it's such a trip. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, all right. Well, thank you. That was RFTA News. RFTA News. Let's jump right into, into some questions. Yeah, let's finish these fucking questions up, man. All right, bro. Hey, you you made them. For the record, I just pulled a bunch of this shit off the internet, like what was popular conspiracy theories, and uh, I just wrote them down and and tried to fill up and get as many questions on there as I could. Uh, for one, just so we can get like a little feel of you know where we're at in our headspace, so people know uh, what to expect from us kind of and then also because a lot of these things we're, we're probably not even going to talk about especially like the newer shit uh it might be way later before we even start talking about newer stuff we're, i mean most of what we're going to be focusing on is ancient culture and hidden history and spirituality and stuff like that so Let's uh let's jump into the questions then, shall we? And we're at number Alrighty. 21, Romy, so start it off. All right, just so everyone's uh, aware, we are tied at 15-15. Oh yeah, that's right. We stopped we stopped counting. <laughs> it got too difficult. Uh So 15-15 is where we're at. All right. All right, all right. So, uh starting it off with is Paul McCartney really dead so i saw a video it was like a mockumentary about this and it really ch changed my perspective there's a lot of interesting things that they talk about he was in a car crash or something and then um something about like their i don't see i don't like the beatles so i could care less but yeah right when he was walking across the road paul mccartney is the only one that's not wearing shoes and a lot of their album artwork is kind of weird and they're explaining it on this mockumentary, which I realize is fake, but <laughs> but it still it convinced me, man. And uh, I think I think he did die, and they replaced him with a guy named Fall, which meant fake Paul. And uh, if anybody <laughs> has never seen this fake documentary, they should go watch it because it's is it it's uh, pretty good. was it the one on the series? There was like a series of. Or what was the name of it? Oh, uh, man, I can't remember. I think is I think it's called "Is Paul McCartney Really Dead?" <laughs> I think that's really what it's Shit. called. Yeah, probably lots of people have probably seen that because that's pretty uh, provocative name there. 
Yeah. There, oh, there's a lot but, of theories uh, so about So what do you uh, think? What do you think, though? I think uh, they probably did. He did die, and they probably did replace him. I mean, you hear about all this uh, MK Ultras type stuff and everything, you know? And they're heavily testing okay. it out back in those times. And I, I kind of wouldn't doubt Laurel that. Canyon. Laurel Canyon. Is that what you're talking Laurel about? Laurel Canyon. Yeah, Laurel Canyon was the rise. It's a an area in uh, Hollywood where basically like the Doors, uh, Frank yeah. Zappa, Mamas and the Papas. But these there's guys like from, that was like an MK Ultra experiment. These guys are from England, though. But I mean, uh, you know, if, if somebody gets yeah, dies in know, an accident, what are, what are you gonna do? You you just replace them, right? Like, look at fucking Britney Spears. She's fucking twacked the fuck out, man. Who knows who else has been replaced? You know, what do you think? You know, I, I'm going to just say, I'm going to say no, because I don't see the importance to keep them around. I mean, like the thing is they can pump out bands like that anytime they want. And so I'm not well-versed on the subject at all, but um, John Lennon, right? There was a, bu- mm-hmm. there's a bunch of conspiracies about John Lennon and Paul McCartney but that John Lennon was like working with the FBI or some shit like that. Right. And it was just like this and that. And I was just like, yo, uh, everyone that's listening to this music is all tripping on acid. That's (laughs) like the music they were making was acid music. So it's like, you know, if, if it was to be implemented uh, from the powers that be, I mean, they are, they are British and Britain is fucking far corrupt. I mean, yeah. I don't, tr- I don't trust the British, the British government. British invasion. Yeah. Straight up. Um, so, you know, so yeah, you know, maybe, maybe it is, you know, it's probably because it happened. They probably tested it out in England, right. To try it out. Mm-hmm. And it started working. And then they started doing it here in America shortly after with examples like Laurel Canyon, where they basically mm-hmm. were like sh- making these bands be popular. They were putting these people on stages uh, fr- uh, kind of like they were pro- they were anti-war, but they were all kids of people that like Frank Zappa's dad w- worked and made like he was a chemist uh, for the for the military. Uh, Jim Jim Morrison's dad was a uh, high up aviation and shit like that. You know, so mm-hmm. you know who knows, man. And they they do that. The music industry stuff is really kind of scary because there's just way too much mind control going on with all of that. Yeah, which uh. So, did you change your mind on that one? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, score one for each of us. All right, 16-16. Because uh, we think he died. Let's go. Oh, shit. I love this one. Uh, uh, are there human clones? Uh, yes. In fact, there are. There is a group called Clonade. Clonade. And they cloned the first human, and they named her Eve. And I can't remember what year that was in, uh, but I can look it up real quick. Yeah, look it up because I want to know more about this. What is it? What, what clone name? Clonade. Oh, it sounds like a a beverage. Clonade. Can I get a clonade? Yeah, like. Yeah, can I get two bubbly clonades over here? Um, and then you get it and you pop the top and a tiny baby pops out. <laughs> Clonade is a Canadian based human cloning organization registered as a company in the Bahamas founded in 1997. It has philosophical Sketchy. ties 
with the UFO religion realism, which she's cloning as the first step in achieving immortality. On December 27th, 2002, oh chief executive, uh, Brigitte Boiselier claimed that a baby Rich. clone named Eve was born. Media coverage of the claim sparked serious criticism and ethical debate that lasted more than a year. Florida attorney Bernard Siegel tried to appoint a special guardian for Eve and threatened to sue Clonade because he was afraid that the child might be treated like a lab rat. Siegel, who heard the company's actual name was not Clonade, decided that Clonade project was a sham. Bioethicist Ooh. Clara Alto condemned Clonade for premature human experimentation and noted the high incidence of malformations and thousands of fetal deaths in animal cloning. Wow. So genetic manipulation, controlled evolution, cloning. So that baby would be, uh, what, 19? Oh 2002, 19 years ago. Think about how many clones they've tried since then, brother. Hey, can you do me a favor if you're on the website? Look at the – how. Um, who who funds this? That's who we need to know. We need to know is like this like a Bill Gates corporation or who's tied in with the the funds of this this uh what other cloning companies and organizations are there? Because there's gotta be more. I just heard of that one before. Would love to get an episode on this. We could bring in somebody who's done some research, uh, Ray, uh done, done some books on it. Ray Rael, who is the guy that fund funded the religious movement. Have you ever seen that video uh about Ra'el? No. Uh, this guy claims that he is the reincarnation of Jesus or that he is the new Messiah. And uh, there's a lot of follow, those people follow him. Yeah. Uh, it's, so it basically says it's funded by that guy. And it's a private company. It's, you know, it's not a bad. Wow. That's fucking creepy. I'm so I that just kind of went over my head for a second. So the cloning company that has uh, hundreds of fetal losses and animal uh, cloning losses, deaths, who claims to be Jesus and has Messiah-like followers, has a clonade company that is Canadian but based in the Bahamas. Yes. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, anyways, that's a, that's a point for you, brother. Uh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 1716 i mean i didn't get an answer i mean i was just gonna be like yeah i don't know maybe so <laughs> i'll take i'll take the l uh, on that, that one bro that's just um, one example of a human clone that actually happened so how about how about we go th in this direction are there other human clones are they cloning other people other than this one that they told us about yes yeah that's that deep science i'm talking about for yeah, sure, for sure. And how many how many of these celebrities do you think are possibly cloned? Even if they're not cloning them, like you know, taking them exactly in cookie cutter, they're at least trying to take babies and make them not in a womb of a of a human. You know? Yeah, there you go. Like, there. That's. I mean, is that cloning? What is that? Yeah, they're artificially creating life in a lab. Yeah. Which I thought was like uh, morally wrong and, and illegal, like to do. I remember. I believe it is, which is probably lab. why they're doing it in out of place areas. I don't know. It doesn't the say Bahamas. where they're. The Bahamas, yeah. You, 
Pirate <laughs> land. <Yeah>. Nassau. <laughs> All right, you ready for the next one, bro? So we we both get a point on that, or what? Think uh, so. No, I took the L because you you, did? you came in swinging on that. All right, yeah. So uh, sixteen, sixteen, no, uh, seventeen, sixteen. Question twenty three: Does AI run the world? Artificial intelligence does it run the world? I think if you think about it in the terms that we all have a phone in our hands and it kind of runs our life without it, we're kind of lost. In that sense, there's an artificial intelligence running us. Speak for yourself, dude. Uh, also, uh, I mean, Alexa is some weird AI shit going on nowadays. And people ask their phone questions all the time, like Siri and stuff. Um, also, if you really want to get super weird about it, uh, you could say that God is technically artificial intelligence. Because he is not a material human, and thus for makes him artificial intelligence. And basically everybody around the world believes in some type of religion that has a god in it. Therefore, AI does run the world. Sorry, can you repeat that? I In my thinking of what AI is, which is artificial intelligence, because I'm not a believer in religion... I see everybody else being ruled by an artificial intelligence that they have created in their own minds. Yes. Yes. And so do you think when, uh, if you were to have a large group of people, like a million people, like all like believing in something, does it, when does it become into physical existence when it's in the mental existence of millions? When, at what point does that thing that's not, they're in physical form, take physical form through millions of people's psyches, kind of tuning in on the right. same. Well, and and uh, the magic realm, they call those tulpas. Tulpas. Yeah. Okay, what's that? I'm gonna look it up on the internet for a real definition because I don't. I don't get a good hearty, hearty death. Yeah. All right. While you do that, I will. I will give my spiel on the AI. All right. All right. Here we go. Um, AI, if it doesn't run the world now, um, then it will. And due to awesome things like agenda 2030 and people like Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and, um, Elon Musk, um, and our, and our very, uh, I wouldn't even call it gradual anymore to our steady pace towards techno, techno, uh, technocratic kind of fascism that I see happening and the uh, technonauts that are all about, uh, you know, creating robot hybrid humans and, you know, uh, companies like Jeff Bezos, Amazon is working on getting AI truck drivers to make jobs obsolete. I think that mm-hmm. if it's not AI running the world now, then it's in a very short future. And especially when you look at like the, the currency situation, when we have cryptocurrency creeping on up that all of every, like that's completely AI based and every government in the world is trying to learn how to control that and take that. If they aren't the very reason that crypto is made and controlled, maybe that was a concise plan a long fucking time ago, which I have reason to believe because the powers that be only are the ones who make the money in the decision. So like, I feel like they would, they clamp down on that shit real quick. For sure. So uh, I got the definition of tulpa right here. 
a being or object that is created in the imagination by visualization techniques such as in Tibetan mysticism. So basically, you can conjure up in your own imagination a being or an object and give it power. You could make it real by believing in it. So I always tell people, if if you believe in God, then it's real to you, right? It doesn't have to be real to me. If you believe in it and you act accordingly and you follow that belief system, then it is real to you. I mean, if you don't believe in aliens, you don't have to. If you do believe in aliens and aliens are real to you and, you know, it changes your perspective on what things are. So, yeah, man. Exactly. You know, it's funny is because like we all should, you know, it would be nice to all have that mind, that, that easygoing kind of mindset. Like, Hey, you know, like what you believe in is what you believe in. And that's really great for you. And so that means whatever I believe in, it's great for me. And due to this community of humanhood that we share together on this realm, um, that's called respect. And we are here on this good plateau of evenness and good ship here. But thus, as most long, people aren't like that, and it's as long that? as what you believe is love and giving love and spreading love and the abundance of love. That I don't. It doesn't matter what what you believe in, as long as that's what the primary function of that belief is. If it's hatred and lying and stealing and bad things you know that you're not supposed to do then that's probably not a good thing to believe in (laughs) that's true yeah man okay ai uh points let's do it 17 16 the next question oh this is juicy too (laughs) damn (laughs) we still got like 25 more questions uh Uh, was aids manufactured yes I especially believe it even more now because of the the COVID stuff, and they're always comparing uh, like these uh, vaccines with AIDS vaccines, and what what's the other thing? Uh, SARS. They're calling it SARS CoV two, and and it's like it's just like makes me go hmm, you know, and hmm. and like hmm. they gave it to Easy E, who was or supposedly. According to uh, Snoop Dogg, he said that uh, that the government give ECE AIDS. So I mean, um, it's it's a possibility. And then Magic Johnson somehow doesn't have it anymore. I don't. So I don't. I don't know. And it it was like a big old thing in the eighties, and now it seems like it's like almost non-existence, existent. Like it's not even around anymore. So. I mean, I know that it is, and it's not totally gone, but it's not as com- as worried about as it was in the '80s. Like I remember growing up in there that time, and it was like condoms, condoms, condoms. Like there's like dispensers, and like everybody remember TLC. She wore like condoms on her eye or something like that, and uh, they 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 were like wearing condoms as like that was clothing. their symbolism clothing, yeah. Like protect That's, yourself. Yeah. So, like, AIDS. if it was, if it was, imp, if it was implemented into society for the same way that you know other things have been implemented in for sorts of ways of control or manipulating 
the youth or, you know, a genocide type of thing where they're trying to get people to have less kids. Right. Right. Yeah. There's always this, like, always seems to be the agenda depopulation, depopulation. This always seems to be there. Yeah. And it's like in 10 years, no one's going to care about Corona anymore. You know, it'll be some, some other shit and we'll be 10 years deeper down and, uh, uh, an evoluted, evoluted, evoluted state. Uh, we'll, we'll be 10 years down deeper in science, deeper into the techno world that's coming. And then 10 years deeper into probably like the, the era of vaccines and shit and seeing what all those vaccines have done to people that are getting them now in 10 years. Yeah. I mean, we should just jump into question 25. Question 25. Corona crisis. What are your thoughts? You know, I, I I believe that it's a real thing, and it's probably a, a stronger flu or whatever. Uh, I actually think that I I got it back in December of 2019 on Christmas Eve, which uh, apparently is too early, so I couldn't have had it. Says my doctor, but I had no. That's not true. I had all the same symptoms. I had chills. I had body aches. I had fever. Uh, I was throwing up. I had a uh, cough and shit. Pains. And then like a week later, I got uh, Bell's palsy, which I'm still recovering from now. I'm not even 100%. I'm more like at 80 to 90, about 80%. Like still half of my face is, doesn't work properly. And uh, my eye twitches and shit all the time. I have a bunch of problems associated with it. So I, I do believe that the disease is real. I don't think it's not real. Uh, I, but I do think it's the way like that AIDS, they, AIDS, is, AIDS is real. Yeah. You know, I, I just think the way that they have gone about all this is kind of has been wrong. And also I think, I think it might've been started by China, definitely in that lab in Wuhan, that it was retaliation for what Trump did with the trade war with China. And I mean, it could very, I mean, I know it affected a lot of other people, so it kind of doesn't really seem like it would make that much sense to infect the whole world in that respect. So, but then you look at agenda 21 and um, the other one and you yeah, kind of see 21. that they already had this planned out or they knew something was going to happen to this effect. And, kind of coming into this new world like we're not using guns and ammo to kill people anymore we have so many other things that we can use we can use weather manipulation to kill people we can create diseases we can create bugs with diseases and drop that on people like there's so many other things that we can do besides just shoot somebody or or you know bomb somebody with nuke weapon like so i I believe that probably came about from from that whole thing with Trump and the trade war. And uh, maybe it got more out of hand, or maybe they're just trying to send it to Americans. I, I'm not really sure about all that, but um, it kind of disappeared from the news about, you know, the Wuhan lab and everything. And they're still going back to bats and animals and stuff. And I, I just don't see how that... They, they, they did the same thing with AIDS, and so that came from somebody eating monkey brains, remember? So Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, 
I just, I don't it, know. I don't, I don't get the whole thing. I just know that it's really like causing a lot of negative energy around everybody in the whole world. And um, one, one third of Americans lost, lost American businesses will never open again. Basically. Yeah. It's, it's completely changed the culture. Like these kids aren't in school. They're suffering from it. Like we're going to have a lot of problems. Like this isn't over. Like, we're, there's going to be a lot of consequences that come out of this later that were not foreseen. So, I mean, no, it, or have been that maybe humans on our level aren't foreseeing, but I think are foreseen in the in the big picture. I think this is I okay. So I I personally don't think it was an attack from China. I think that America and England and very powerful countries um, and probably and, and more and more corporations and shit, but have been working on this plan for a long time. If you look at agenda 2030, which is project lockstep, are you familiar with project lockstep or agenda 2030? I'm familiar with the terms. I couldn't exactly recall exactly what each one is, but yeah, I'm aware of them. So they're basically just like Agenda 21 or other simulations that happen. So simulations happen all the time for science purposes and, you know, whatever. But the Agenda 2030 was uh, written by the World Economic Forum and basically was in 2010. They laid out a simulation of what the world could be if it went down like the specific path if the simulation was if america in 2010 and the world sorry because it's world economic forum not the american economic forum the world economic forums we're talking about world world countries together all in one like bunch of financiers bunch of very rich people from a lot of the lot of countries world economic forum simulations uh agenda 2030 so they said in this simulation by 2030 americans will like be on a completely digital based monetary system one world currency uh uh, politics all over the world will change world politics and that like no one will own houses or homes. It'll all be apartments and cars that are electric and stuff. It's very weird. I'm like, for me, it's like, okay, in 2010, the World Economic Forum seems to have wants to sit down and write a document on uh, uh, running smart cities and having AI have very protective, you know, better than cops can do to detect criminals when they steal things. You know, they they're simulating that this digital age of smart cities and skynet type situations and uh monitoring situations are going to be so heavily on each day. i'm like it's why would they run a simulation on that there unless they want that to happen like why what i don't see the actual point right but for me mm-hmm. it makes sense if on a conspiratorial side that they would set something up like that they need to have these plans out and there's a lot of people working on them from a lot of different angles and it takes a lot to be able to manipulate um, an entire world and it takes countries pairing together even though they say that we're not i think america and a lot of countries are buddy buddy when they seem to not be but they have to play this like enemy character uh, so that they're mm-hmm. doing that mm-hmm. they're like performing you know and, and so i yeah i think corona is completely set up and i think it's all bullshit all right i think we both get a point for that one all right 1918 number 26 have they found a cure 
for cancer. That I have no idea. I'm taking an L. A quick L. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I think they found the cure for cancer. I think they know how to cure it, but I think they benefit more off people having it than they do not having it. Uh, especially Big Pharma. They Basically, yeah. Big Pharma just makes everything out of synthetic versions of real things. So that way they can make money because they can't they can't sell you an apple or give you an orange and tell you to eat that because they won't make any money off it. So they have to create synthetic versions of it and then give it to you and call it medicine, charge you a bunch of money so that way they can profit. And that and I think Big Pharma has become a big profiting organization and they don't really care about the welfare of people. They just care about fattening their pocketbooks. And that's why on this show, also, I want to talk a lot about holistic health and ways to heal yourself, which I am very glad you brought Pine up. Pine pollen, baby. Pine pollen, yeah. So that's awesome. I've, I think that's a, that's a path that I definitely want to go down, and I'm glad you're with me on that one. So, uh, Oh, hell yeah. So I'll, I'll take a point for that, and then we'll go on to number 27. Are the Royals bloodthirsty vampires? Oh, I hope they are, and I hope they're coming to bite me in the neck, baby. Um, um, maybe not in the cartoon sense of, you know, Dracula uh, and a cape, you know. That cape is super sick, by the way. Vampires are pretty hot. Um, but I, I think maybe like, you know, like the adrenochrome stuff or like using stem cells kind of thing. I mean, I think extracting animal uh, fluids, you know, and stuff to use animal parts as part of healing modalities. I mean, we're all fucking vampires, yo. You feel me? Like, yeah. we're all out here drinking blood of different animals. <laughs> I think uh, I think they say Prince William is, is a descendant of... Vlad the Impaler, who is the proto- prototype of what a vampire is. And so they kind of go with that and that whole serpent thing and then try to say the royals are bloodthirsty vampires. And I know there's a lot of other stuff going on with that too, but it's hocus pocus. It's just it's just there because, you know, there's people that don't like the royals and they don't like England, so they want to make up shit about them yeah i mean that they they were like are we talking about the royals that have a royal town inside of the town it's like a kingdom inside of the city they ride around on like chariots and shit <laughs> do they really I'm serious dude there's yeah there's this there's this in royal family that lives in the middle of london and they have just crazy decked out chariots and like but they're just like the sickest like they don't look like they move around a lot like they walk they get driven everywhere they eat just the like crazy meals all day you know and they're just like pampered to the t but they're yeah it it's just an insane amount of money i th- i think we still live in feudalism i think feudalism and federalism i think it's all kind of merged together you know it just adapts to the 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 ages and the changes uh, of like whatever you know society's yeah. going on or whatever I think we both get a zero on that one. 
because we don't we don't really buy it. Um, number twenty eight. Who killed Epstein? Ooh, fuck. I love Epstein stuff, dude, because I fucking hate all of these people. I, I, I really think that they're all just, yeah, they're probably there's cause human trafficking is something that's really I'm passionate about. I think we talked about this before, but, um, yeah. that I, I know a lot, a lot, a lot of people go missing and it's, it's, I just, it's, it's not, I'm not cool with it. So, um, who killed Epstein? Anybody that wanted to have him silenced, basically, I think, you know, the classic Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah. No, he didn't. I don't know who the fuck did it, but I know that, yeah, it wasn't suicide. I don't think he killed himself. I don't think he committed suicide. Yeah, for sure. There's just too many weird things going on there. So, uh, I mean, his the cellmate that they put him with was a pretty big fucking dude. Maybe he was sent there by somebody to to kill him he was also an ex-cop that was in there so maybe maybe he's the one that did it and then he tried to you know make it look like he'd kill himself uh but somebody was definitely in there and i i think the guards kind of just turned a blind eye to it because he's a sick fucker so they just were like yeah. yeah let him fucking die who cares um i don't i don't know how to score that one um well, I guess we could say that. Uh, what do you want to do on that? Take a point or a zero? Zero. All right, let's take zeros. <laughs> I don't. Who killed them? Blew that one. Yeah, we, none of us know. <laughs> I've listened know. to so much shit on it, and I can't even talk about. it. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Um. Number twenty nine was Princess Diana killed? Was she murdered? I don't know anything about Princess Diana. Um, I didn't know much. It happened when I was a younger kid, but um, I actually watched Meghan Markle and Prince Harry on that Oprah thing. And uh, yeah. I thought it was weird that they brought up the thing about color because she's part black. And they, she said that, that they had told Prince Harry, they didn't tell her directly, but they had told her husband and he relayed the message to her that something to the fact that if she, they kept asking if, you know, she's going to have like a, a biracial baby and they're pretty upset about it, or they seem like they didn't want it to happen. And maybe they were like being mean to her, rude to her. And that's kind of why they left. Um, the castle or whatever the fuck those Royal people do. And they, so they kind of made it seem that way. And uh, so then I looked up like stuff about, because I heard them say like, I heard Prince Harry say, yeah, they're um, we thought this was going to be a princess Diana situation all over again or something to that effect. And I was like, what was that situation? And so I looked up princess Diana and it turned out that uh, she was going to marry this prince from some other um, nation. I think he was from the Middle East or something. And uh, they didn't want her to. And so so they killed her. That's what the conspiracy is, I guess. It was because that sh- they thought that she might have a... Because they're fucking racist. Yeah, exactly. Um, so 
I thought that. So I, I looked back when I looked back into it, I was like, Ooh, that's really interesting because, because they brought it up on the Oprah show. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think you're that watching she, Oprah. She might've, might've you watch been. Oprah. No, it was like, yeah, this, you do. Hey, hey, don't, don't be shameless. It was this Megan Markle, Megan Markle, Prince Harry, uh, one hour special with Oprah asking questions to them. I did used to watch Suits, though, which Meghan Markle was on, and uh, that was a great fucking show. I didn't even realize that that was her until I watched that Oprah episode. I was like, hey, that's the chick from Suits. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. nice. My girlfriend was like, that's Meghan Markle, and I was like, Meghan Markle? I was like, oh, really? That's the princess? Meghan Markle. That. <laughs> Makes me sparkle. Shows you how much I pay attention to shit. Number 30. Uh, do they have a heart attack weapon? So a weapon that can purposely cause people to have a heart attack. 100%. I think uh, think that technology has been around for a while. Yeah, I'm going to say that they can do that also. And... Uh, We'll both take a point and then uh, go to the next question. Roman? All right, 21-22. Actually, uh, let's uh, pause, take a break, and uh, then oh, we'll come sweet. back. Oh, sweet, yes. All right. Hello, welcome back to Rising from from the Ashes. Ashes. And we're gonna hop right back in here to these uh this uh this game uh questions we got going on here. Um and we're started off our score is currently 21-22 with Dirty Dan in the lead, Dirty Dan, Danunaki, Romy Homie in the for not too far behind, just one point behind here. And here we are with question 31. MK Ultra question mark ties to Hollywood or in general about MK Ultra? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it's more in reference to Hollywood and like you know Britney Spears and uh, what are some of those other Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan, um, a lot of Mickey Mouse Club people, except for Justin Timberlake. He seems all right. He's the only one that seems normal out of all people. 
Um, there's like, also like, talks about Mac Mac Miller being all cryptic and uh, and like he's knew he was gonna die or something. Uh, there's talks about maybe Tupac being MK Ultra, and then he was saying "fuck you" to the Illuminati because they wanted him to do shit differently, and maybe that's why he got killed. Uh, I don't I don't buy that. We'll get to that too later, but. Uh, in some ways, yeah, I think MK Ultra is is real in Hollywood. Mainly the Britney Spears example, uh, just because like you've seen everything that she's gone through lately, and like all like the mental breakdowns she's had and stuff. And I mean, I I, I just I don't know. And Lady Gaga, that's another one too. I watched a documentary about her, and like. Man, she's kind of fucking lost her shit too. She's just kind of mind controlled zombie and just does whatever, whatever, whatever they say. She just goes and does. I mean, I, I'm not sure if like it's an actual mind control thing that they put them in, or maybe they create them to be these Hollywood stars or something. Like you heard of like Katy Perry, um, Maybe being uh, John Benet Ramsey, and there's a conspiracy theory about that. And maybe like they took they took John Benet Ramsey away from them, and then they turned her into Katy Perry. And so, so there's just a bunch of weird stuff out there. I'm not sure how much of it I really believe is like purposely done, um, but something's going on with Brittany and it could just be maybe like all the fame and shit just got to her too young and maybe it just caused her to have problems later. And, and maybe that's just what we see with a lot of these other, you know, child stars and stuff like that. Maybe it's just too much for them to deal with because they, it makes them grow up so quickly and, and, and in this different light and they don't know how to live and be a regular human. So I'm gonna say no to the MK Ultra in Hollywood. Really? Yeah. You sure? You sure? Because you just you kind of I mean, you, so I don't think that every child star or every you know every person is going on through uh, through these, but I definitely think there are very specific ones that are tailored and ones that you named, ones that get that certain amount of fame. That it's, it's like they only get that famous if they're being put on that pedestal. And at that point, when you get to start having that much fame, it's controlled. And the people that control it have you, they, they, you're like, because they're allowing you to have that amount of power and fame, you know, you have to kind of do things in turn for that. And yeah, whether, you know, I agree with that aspect, but I just don't think like they're like, they're putting them in labs or something and they're like, you know, breaking them down and beating them and controlling oh, them so yeah. that and turning well, them into sexual, these MK uh, Ultra. Yeah, yeah. I think MK Ultra itself, what I mean, MK Ultra was a a series of studies and a project done in the sixties and seventies and then was done. Right? So when we say MK Ultra nowadays, we're it's not the same. MK Ultra was, in fact, a real thing that happened in the 60s and 70s and then was done. 
you know, but mind control projects have been happening inside the government and military for a long time. Documented directly after World War II, taking in, you know, Nazi scientists, right? So, um, due to Project Paperclip. And, but, uh, so that's M- MK Ultra. I think Stranger, I think what- Stranger Things, uh, the girl 11 in Stranger Things was an MK Ultra experiment. Mm. Yeah, that, that show was based off of Project Montauk, which was, people say, is basically. After MK Ultra was exposed, it got terminated, right? But you know, quote unquote, rabbit fingers here. Mm-hmm. But it was really just you know moved on to um, I think it was like Project uh, or the Philadelphia Project, which quickly turned to and restationed in Project Montauk or the Montauk uh, Naval Base in Montauk, New York, which is basically the same shit as MK Ultra, and that went on until that got exposed and. Then that ended, and then now we haven't heard of one since. I think they did a little better job at hiding where they do these these types of uh, programs and projects because they keep getting exposed, and they have to keep moving locations. Hmm. I don't think they just wash their yeah. hands of it and like we're done with this now. It's like no, no. I just think it's more of um, just too much too soon for these people, and they just. They just don't know how to deal with it. I, I think they are probably directed and guided by people, but it's it's not like a this lab where they like brainwash them to do certain things. They just control. Let's, uh, let's get on to the next one. Uh, next one. Take a zero. All righty. Um, question thirty-two. Thirty-two. Is 5G harmful to humans? Uh, Yeah, I think a lot of frequencies are harmful to humans. Um, Even microwave ovens, like they tell you not to stand next to microwave ovens when you're you're cooking food in them because they can cause problems. Chef Mike? Uh, They can give you headaches and shit or whatever. Uh, So I, I, and because we're such beings of frequency, and and frequency creates reality. I think if you have frequencies that interfere with each other, you can create harmful problems or situations in in your body. Uh, uh, and I guess that kind of gets into like chakras and stuff like that, like a type of spiritual healing. When you do those things, you're you're releasing, you know, these harmful things from your body in a, in a metaphysical way. And, but that metaphysical way is also related to the frequency of what your body is in tune to, which is why meditation is very helpful to people because it, it's almost like a retuning of your body. That's why sound and musical instruments are very important. And even music can be used in harmful ways to humans. They did. I listened to this lady podcast episode recently about, playing music for plants, you know, they're played rock and roll and they play classical and they played jazz and they're seeing how these, how the plants reacted differently to even just these types of music. And the, the plants would wither away and die with the rock and roll. And, but with like classical music and jazz, they would like really grow really well. And they found that the best music for these plants to grow was, can you guess what it is? 
uh, harp. It was Indian sitar music. Oh, yo, facts. Big facts. Uh, they said Big that the plants vibe. grew crazy good to that and were growing towards the speaker and would uh, wrap themselves around the speaker. That they like what kind the of vibration and the music that was coming out of them so much. I can't recall exactly, but I want to say zucchini. No, I love zucchini. It's my favorite veggie, bro. So vibration is very helpful and it can be very harmful. So 5G frequency, I believe... I believe 4G frequency is harmful. I believe computers are harmful. They tell you not to keep one on your lap, you know, or you could become infertile because of the, because of what's going on inside your computer can, you know, go into your fucking balls or whatever. So, I mean, there's I'm a lot trying of to things. Give me one of them. There's tech, a lot of things sack. going on in, in, in our world that we just don't even realize because it's invisible to us, but. It's still harmful. I mean, that's what my belief of what evil spirits are and, and stuff too is just negative vibrations, man. That's why you gotta yeah, keep that, on the good vibes. Keep on the keep good vibes. High, keep them tight. Keep them high. Keep them tight, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, there's a book. No, I don't think there is a book called Invisible Rainbow that's really good. Um, that uh, this guy wrote back in the nineties talking about, you know, electric, electric waves and the, and the, and electric radiation and stuff. And, uh, it's called the invisible rainbow. And it's, it's really eye opening to all of these types of, uh, frequencies and how you have to be careful. And, um, and what it does is it, they can like manipulate and inflame yourselves. So like, you know, since we're around it all the time, it's inevitable because we live in like a digital age that it's, you got to find ways to kind of block this stuff. You got to find ways to rinse of it and cleanse it because it, when you do that and you're like a free flowing, non stagnant, you know, true human, then you're fucking living your best life. You know, when you're not mm -hmm. fucking getting just rammed by fucking frequencies all the time and, you know, microwave electric energy and just radiation just blank, falling from the fucking chemtrails the 5g the microwaves the vaccines i mean you just can't fucking get away from it dude there's no escape but hey into the forest we go let's uh take a point on that one <laughs> <laughs> okay here we are question 33 are the elites purposely trying to keep us in a low vibrational state? Uh, yeah, for reasons we just described right now, and also uh, food, fluoride in the water. Heavy on the food, yeah. Sorry, yeah, fast um, food all day. No, That stuff is uh, it's poisoning your pineal gland, the fluoride, which is calcifying. It's calcifying your pineal gland, which is in turn making you less spiritual and downgrading you into a more negative uh, vibration, low frequency vibration. And I, I believe the purpose of being a human is to ascend to the higher frequencies of vibration. And so when you, when you're being kept in a low vibration, you're, you're not able to break out 
and get into those fluid states where you can essentially talk to God or talk to something or connect with your, you know, the Akashic record or connect maybe all together. Maybe we can all connect together in the one powerful brain, you know, that, that exists. Uh, the coll- maybe, yeah. The Akashic yeah, collective Kanchi. Yeah. Maybe there's something even more powerful than that. We don't even realize, but maybe the ancient people knew about this and, maybe they were able to tap into it uh, because they were higher vibrational beings and knew what to do to keep themselves in those high vibrational states, which is uh, a lot of these sites that you see around the world, the ancient ones, they all have some type of sound vibration thing going on in them for healing methods, even for, for taking out the negative vibrations in your people's bodies to, I'm just rambling. And biomagnetism now, also. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not. You're you're going. You're going. It's a good stream of of rambles, sir. <laughs> uh, I'm a done. creamy, creamy I'm <laughs> dish of ramble eggs. Um. Okay. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh. Yeah. I agree with all the things you said, bro. Like it's it's very apparent. It's not even fake. It's not even. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. It's like. You're either being kept in a low vibrational state because you are just, you know, like you don't see it. You don't see all the things going on. But like for the big awakening of people, you know, and like the the good movement that's happening right now, it's like people see that like because what's the higher vibration, right? Is like love is the ultimate highest pure kind Mm -hmm. of you know, state that we all flock towards. So it's like you see those people. There is so much love in the world and this kind of like we're able to see just a big big divide um and like kind of which way people's true colors are coming out right now and uh and it's sad because it's like i mean what are we gonna what are we to do like what what, you know but but to just keep it keep it high and keep it tight you know i I don't know man it's especially uh, what we see with the media right now it's always like trying to pit us against somebody trying to pit us against russia trying to pit us against yeah. uh, black people asian people white people you know it's like, no all, it's all over the no, spectrum no, they're no, just no. trying to get us to hate so hard that we stay in that low vibration and we need to say fuck you and we need to love each other man that's all that that's all there is to it we just need to start loving each other okay so corona means crown right in spanish yeah, corona does mean crown yeah. So crown chakra, uh, crown chakra, lot, man. That's yeah. I heard a lot of met or uh, you know metaphors for Corona being you know a big uh, played out thing, and and it's even so much wordplay that they would use Corona because it means crown to uh, attack our highest chakras, our highest points, our our system of connecting and contacting into the the higher spiritual realms and being able to connect with others. It's like. Our, our ability to be able to understand the collective consciousness is our ability to connect with each other as a community. So if they were to try to block mm-hmm. that with these frequencies and dropping chemicals in the sky, and then, then you go and cover our faces, it's like they don't want us to communicate together as a community at all. It's you like know, saying, we're shut straight. up. It's like saying, shut yes. up. Mm-hmm. Do what you're told. Exactly. Exactly. 
it's super fucking it seems like techno fascism is this fucking way that they're trying to push and if you look at agenda 2030 i highly recommend looking at videos of agenda 2030 just to see or read the documents that they have project lockstep is the name of one of them as well uh and, and it's just disgusting it's like like that's what they want they just want us to be really just work do go work family home done consumers Yes, exactly. And they're consume, they're consume, doing it. We consume. are. Look at it. We're fucking doing it. We're eating that shit up, bro. We're eating right. it up. And, and the best way for us to do that is is become a community again. Love each other, help each other out. Let's grow let's grow community fucking gardens, man. Let's let's instead of planting shade trees, let's let's plant fruit trees. And plant plant fruit trees and zucchinis. Yeah, and 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 then you can just you, you you have abundance everywhere you go, man. And pet pet you more know? puppies. <laughs> yeah. Pet uh, pet every dog you see. <laughs> you know. I don't know about that. Some dogs are fucking vicious, man. Got it. Well, pet. if they if they if they're sweet, yeah. No, I my dogs would eat you if you came up. Anybody <laughs> if they can. I, I had a friend come over the other day. I was like, hey, can't bring your dog because uh, they're going to die. <laughs> takes a couple of years. Uh, but uh, yeah, so no, definitely. I think we both get a point on that one. Beautiful. All right, where we at here? Where we at? Let's see. Let's take a look. Let's look it up right here. Let's see where we at right here. Let's look it up right here. All right. Oh, question 34. Jesus, real or fake? Married? Black? Uh, I believe that Jesus is fake but there was a person named Yashua who was real and he was melanated and he was most likely married I think if you're gonna try to get people to get married or you know that's part of like the faith is being married then if you're the one spreading that around, one. you you <laughs> probably should be married too. You know, practice what you preach. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was probably Mary was probably his wife, and um, he was probably a melanated brother, uh, because most of all Christianity. Or Catholicism, it all stems from Egypt. It all comes out of Egypt. Yes. yes. So Egypt and Egypt was, you know, melanated people, man. So that's my take on that. I like that. that. One. Melanated? Melanated, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Medium. I love that. No. I love no. that. It's beautiful. Yeah, no, it really is. I mean, because you know, on the inside, we, 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 we share the same, you know, muscles and blood and bones and, you know, you know, human. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it's beautiful. Um, I don't know. I'm going to side with you on that. Like, I don't know if Jesus was real. Uh, I think, you know, we were talking earlier about the, um, the epic of Gish, uh, uh, Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. And, you know, I think that that has, when I hear, you know, representations of the those tablets, it sounds a lot to me like the Bible is kind of written after the Epic of Gilgamesh and those stories, and it, and it is right. 
but that, is that um, that's not large because the, yeah. the the arc story and and all of that. But that's not largely known, is it? I believe Abraham came yeah. from the city of Ur, uh, which was a Sumerian Mesopotamian city. It was like the capital. And he, then he went to Egypt. And then he's the one that God told him to sacrifice his son, and he didn't do it. And then later on, you go to Moses in Egypt. And, like, so a lot of things all, are all kind of around that whole Egypt area. And they way predate anything going on with as far as Christianity or Catholicism any of the Judean uh, belief systems. Uh, And they kind of just pulled, like all of the Torah part was all supposedly written by Moses. So all of that stuff came from the fact that he was a a high priest in the Egyptian mystery schools. So he knew a lot of stuff about what was going on in Egypt. (laughs) I, I know some tales from, from 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 his stories and um I I what was like before so like I mean this might be a whole this is probably whole episodes on its own it is, like dude, my, it no, is. my knowledge and yeah it's like but like what was like what was the main uh, religion before Christianity and Catholicism and all of that it was polytheism it was different paganism is yeah, but there's yeah, different okay. types of paganism. There's Egyptian yes. paganism. There was Norse paganism. There was Hindu paganism. Irish. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. The Irish kind of, I don't know what their Stems from- pagan belief system really was. I think, yeah, I'm not really sure what theirs is. This is a lot. We'll be getting into all of this. We should break down every, like, we'll go and deepen on every every one of these. Yeah, I really do want to cover all the different religions because I feel like when you look at all of them, you can find similarities, and the similarities are the truth. Yes. And the yeah, devil, no, we should, we should. The devil is literally in the details because D-Tales <laughs> stands for nice. Devil Tales. D-Tales. Just like device is a devil's vice. So all these devices, it's, it's materialism. Oh, material, material. Yeah. Yo, you know, Santa Claus coming and dropping some devil vices on your ass. That's what, yeah, that's why Santa Claus is all about materialism because he's a big devil. red Satan looking ass motherfucker. He's like, hey, drink this coat. Hey, kids, want to do some fucking coat? Actually, dick. actually, oh. that whole thing has to has to do with Odin and Odin giving gifts to mankind. And yeah, um, yeah. So, but we'll get into that sometime. Same with Saint Patty also being a, another yeah. Norse uh, pagan. Yeah, uh, we'll do person, those on. Right? Uh, well, yeah, we'll we'll do those on Christmas. We'll have our Christmas episode, our Saint Patty's episode, our Easter episode. Classic. And we'll, and we'll get into those different things when we when we get into those months. All right, where are we at here? Oh, um, so last question. We're going to switch it off over to you. Uh, number thirty-five. Are mass shootings faked? Oh man, 
I hear a lot of people in in the conspiracy world talking about how they're they're paid actors and stuff, and uh, I don't know how much I really get behind this, uh, other than the fact that every time one happens, it's always highly televised, and I'm sure they have them, and it's not televised. So it makes me wonder if why they're showcasing some and not others. And always at the end of it, they're always talking about gun control and taking away guns from people. And, uh, and I just, I just can't help to think that there's some type of motive behind it. Uh, whether or not it's fake to begin with or it's real. And then they use that motive or that narrative to try to get rid of guns, I guess is, is the real question. So. I'm going to say I do not think they are fake. I think kids are really having some hardcore issues and they're really choosing to do some fucked up shit. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm not, I'll I don't take think a, ev- I'll take a L on that. You take a L. All right. I don't think every mass shooting is faked. I do think some of them are just like, I think, you know, like not every murder or suicide is, you know, don't deny it's, it's, I, I think, I, I think, you know, there's sometimes sacrifices in some of these, uh, that, that need to be made and, and plans that, that are sought out and, uh, different agendas. Um, there, there's a guy I really like, he's kind of crazy, but he's super into dramatria and he has a really great channel. Uh, he was on the higher side chats once, uh, his name is Zachary Hubbard. And he decodes a lot of synchronicities that happen all the time. And, and he is basically the guy to go to when you're looking at like anything that's on mainstream media, like all the numbers that are flashing on the bottom of the screen, the times, the temperatures and everything. He, 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 he's a big predictor and he does a lot, like he's just doing just hardcore work and research right now. And he's, he's got a website on Dramatria. You can go use like Dramatria calculator, uh, calculators there and everything. Um, and he specifically has done the Sandy school shooting and bowled out a bunch of similarities through Dramatric uh, and esoteric, like different, like he's deep into esoteric cabal kind of communication through Dramatria and ancient, you know, ways of like communicating through key code words and code things and code programs through different numbers that tie up to certain keys and elements. And, um, Chris, Zachary Chris, Hubbard, Knowles, he, Chris Knowles does a lot of that synchro I, mysticism stuff too. Yeah. Chris Knowles, these guys, any of these guys, if we get the chance to have them on, on here and just to fucking shoot the shit, uh, I, so mean, awesome. I think we can get Zachary Hubbard. I mean, he's, I don't, I think because it's Dramatria, it's really hard to follow. He doesn't get as many as Chris Knowles. I know Chris Knowles is, I mean, he's he's an OG, but I think we could probably get Zachary Hubbard if we reach out to him. We're like, hey, come shoot the shit. Tell our people, tell us about Gematria. We just want to get like Gematria 101. Like, and he'll get yeah. on here and just blah, 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 blah for like a couple hours probably. I think that that would, that would be great. I really want to do a show with uh, about etymology too and the origins of words. Yes. Um Yeah. Cause, cause you can figure out a lot of stuff when you figure out the origins of words and why mm-hmm. they're used. Uh, it, it brings up a whole new world that you're like, what 
that's where it all comes from is so crazy. Uh, and we'll get a lot of that out of the box saga too. When we go into the box saga, there's a lot of words that came from the North that we use today. And it, it's, it's pretty interesting stuff, man. Yeah, that is super interesting. Um, I'd be cool to also do like the law language, language of the law, like the law dictionaries and stuff, because that's prevalent and it's very decisive, <laughs> decisive, uh, no, divisive, sorry. Uh, the way that the law is written with a lot of code words. So like if you know, you know, uh, some some of the history of the law, and I would just love to try to get a guest on here, an expert, so I could come in and teach me some shit. Because <laughs> I think the yeah, way man. that the law is written is convoluted, and uh, I want to know more about that as well. Yeah. All right, let's do um, question 36, and I took an L on 35. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, that puts us at a 24, 23. I think I'm in the lead. Oh, number 36. Did we land on the moon? (sighs) God, so stressful. Um, Okay. All right. I have multiple answers for this question. I'm going to say... That because a homie, <laughs> a guy was telling me the other day that um, the the moon is basically an observatory for different alien races to come and observe Earth uh, Earth's <laughs> progress after another sun had died out. They were looking for another planet to inhabit. And so they were observing Earth through the moon. And the moon is this perfect observatory with control panels and all the like, right? Which goes mm-hmm. into hollow moon theory. Which means that, like, the moon is this hollow base that, you know, can be a storage facility or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like we've either always been on the moon and the whole like moon landing was fake just to be like, yeah, here's the moon. It's a desolate wasteland, like up here, blah, blah. Definitely don't worry about it. We got it covered, taken care of. Oops, lost of technology, not going to be able to go up to another 40 years. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or like, or that, or none of that shit is real. It, a moon the moon is this beautiful perfect uh magnet uh floating just outside the atmosphere keeping us perfectly aligned and allowing life to fucking surface the way that it is perfectly influent to you know the earth's turning and and going and falling and loving through the 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 space as we twirl around the sun and it twirls around us and we're just trying really hard to leave and try to get there on rockets but you know we really don't know how because we should be focusing on a lot more other things and you know trying to go to space because we have so many issues here on the you know on the planet itself Mm -hmm. but um you know so like i go both ways you know what i mean like i i don't the answer is it dude it's it's like I don't, I don't fucking know, dude. I don't even so know. Like sometimes my, my I don't even know space is, is real. My take is I think we landed on the moon. I think it's a real thing in space. I think we landed there once. <laughs> we were told we were told to we were told to leave and never come back. And so we didn't. But I also believe that 
the moon landing was faked as it was shot in a studio, but I believe the transmissions from the astronauts that landed on the moon are real. I just don't think we have the capability of filming the actual moon landing on the moon and getting that footage back. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Hey, let me ask you this though. was faked for television, but Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and the other guy, they all landed on the moon. Let me ask you this. Do you think current space travels are, um, are faked or filmed? Do you think the, like the, the, the videos of like the universal space station are filmed on and there in the space station? Do you think they're like here? Uh, I mean, I've seen some of those where they're like, you know, you could see the rope, the, the cords or whatever that they're spinning yeah. on and shit like that and everything. And, and I don't know what that is or if somebody put those in or, you know, or I've never been to space personally. So it's hard to say like how things react in space. Oh, you've never been to space. It's like, like somebody said, like, how do they stir Tang in space? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, actually, how the fuck would you stir Tang in space? <laughs> because remember, Tang was like the space thing that they they took that drink into space and they, they could mix it with the water and, and make Tang. Um, so <laughs> I, I think there's some weird anomalies, but I just think that's because we as citizens on a planet, on this planet, don't understand how weightlessness and space actually work because we haven't been there and done that. And I think some people find it inconceivable to have gone. So they just say that it was bullshit. And I think a lot of the people that are saying this space landing was fake is probably flat earth people because they don't believe in space at all. So they believe like these lights that traverse the globe, the 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 fucking snow globe we're in. So I snow globe. I just don't want to agree with anything they say. I guess so. The Antarctic <laughs> I, wall around. Say, and I and there's this one part of the space landing where they say, uh, there's 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 people on the other side and they're watching us and they have these big ships and stuff. And I I would like that to be true. So in order for that to be true, they had to have been on the moon. All right, let me fuck you up this much right here, real quick. <laughs> I watched. I watched a couple. I watched a couple interviews of some astronauts um, doing a panel right after they got back from their travels, uh, and this was in like the eighties or some shit. Mm-hmm. And they were like one of the one of the uh, reporters in the in the panel or asked the panel. So what's it like in space? What, can you see a bunch of stars? It's it's like what's the what's the scenery like? And the guy they like kind of look at each other and you know and they're like, no, you can't see any stars. It's pitch black. There's nothing out there. You're just swallowing into the abyss, right? Flash forward like 15 years at like another one in uh, like the mid to late 90s or something. They ask this f- panel of five. It was not two astronauts. It was five astronauts. And they ask them, like, 
Yeah, so what's it like out in space? Is it what's the scenery like? Is it nice? And then they're like, they look at each other. Oh, yeah, you can see stars for days. You can see, you know, planets. You can, oh, the earth looks so beautiful. Like, so it was, I was like, for me to watch that, like back to back videos, I was like, huh, why the fuck would two astronauts say that there was no stars? And then the other ones would say there is stars and planets and. Like, what? Why would be the maybe, reason for lying? Maybe based upon where the sun is, sun is at, or where they're at on the side of Earth. Maybe if they're on the dark side of the Earth, that the sun's not shining on. Maybe, maybe it's more visible. But maybe if they're in between the sun and, like, say Venus or whatever, or they're on the light side of the Earth, maybe they can't see anything because. Uh, the sun drowns everything out. Nah, because you got to think, <laughs> nah, it's that shit's just spinning. And it, it, apparently we're spinning and it's spinning. So when you're out there, you have to see the motion of everything. And the stars are completely encompassed on either the light or the dark side, whether what side of the planet you're on, there's still stars outward and about. And like, the stars you see at night with the sun not reflecting it in any way. So if, if the counteractive of that would be the sun being too bright and you not being able to see, but because the sun's so strong when you're out in space and it's not being blocked by the half of the planet or some shit, you know, you break the atmosphere, the atmosphere, the way that you see view stars through the atmosphere, the, so the then dome. You wouldn't blocks, be able to, block. So then you wouldn't be able to see stars because the sun would be too bright. So either way, it's like, why, why, but it's like, I think they were also, their travels were months long. So if they're out in space for months, it would, they would either see the stars and it would be, they'd be gone or they'd be there. It'd be like a flow, but I think they're being exactly. controlled so, on being told what to do. You know, yeah. I think astronauts are people that are probably picked to go, you know, it's always a group of small people and, uh, you know, because, because you I don't know why. I don't know why. But that intuitively, that's the way I feel, bro. That's just how it yeah. is. That's just how it is. Well, we, I'm going to dig can, into it. I'm going to get some stuff and we can go into it. We can talk about this a little bit deeper because there's some interesting stuff about the Challenger and uh, and a bunch of moon missions. And we should just go over like all the moon missions, what they were and uh, what happened on them and, and, and everything else, man. Because I, I think that would be fascinating because the Russians said they have gone to... The Chinese said they have gone. So, I mean, there's more people than just Americans. So that means that the yeah. Russians and the Chinese would both have to lie. And, and I mean, I could see that they might, but at the same time, uh, there's, there would just have to be way too many people lying to about that. You know, I, I don't know. No, I think, I, space I, I think it's really interesting exists. and it's compelling. And my mind could be, switched either way if i had some really good information yeah um, but yeah yeah yeah. as where it stands now i i believe that we have landed on the moon are we still on that question yeah dude <laughs> damn oh damn uh, it's been like two and a half hours all right so that was the moon um let me see number 36 did we land on the moon uh so number um, I'm going to say, yeah, so I get a point, motherfucker. Damn. Wait. All right, all right, all right. So that we're at 24, 24. 
Oh, shit. We might have to stop at 40 and uh, do the last 10 and then uh, and then do the preview yeah, do for that. episode one. How about that? Perfect. Perfect. We'll, we'll, we'll make this genesis a fucking three-parter. Epic um, story of the uh, Rising of the Ashes genesis three-parter story. Gonna be real fucking sick. Well, well you know genesis is like the biggest book in the Bible, I think, right? Perfect. So. Um, so number 37, did Hitler really die at the end of world war two? You dirty, dirty, dirty boy. This is some juicy shit. (laughs) You ready? You ready? Yeah. All right. So my major, my one, three, one thread that I want to pull and tighten that Sammy on. I'm envisioning all of these ingredients for a sandwich on uh-huh. a, a line. Okay. You have uh-huh. bread, you have pickles, you got some sort of delicatessen meat thing situation. You got some avocado, you got some sun-dried tomatoes that have been a little bit plumped up with some balsamic vinegar and some mozzarella. You got some fresh tapenade and you got all these things. And it's a sandwich, and I'm going to pull the thread. I'm going to stack that sandwich up and make a beautiful meal. Okay? And it is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that all of the uh, important world leaders uh, and people that really run the world during World War II, the Axis powers and beyond – uh, including like China, America, and 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 everybody that that actually has money and stuff, got together and they're of taking over the one world, uh, the new world order, uh, all these countries together, and they've been at a ploy to do it since World War II. So when World War II ended, that's when the plan started, and all of these countries have been working on it. So it's a very big, big. Pro- program and plan that's happening through the entire world, but it's happening with all of the important world leaders that, you know, and they play like the war game and they play the fear game and they play all this shit and they play the playing all their people kind of thing where they are the puppet controllers and masters. And so my true, like I'm trying to, I want to like do digging more on this show about, about that, that kind of merger that may or may not have happened during the world war two because when you look at Project Paperclip and stuff like that, how and how MK Ultra even started was that uh, we took all of the Nazis from the war that were war criminals and we put them in like American prisons and put them in prisons in different places in the world. But the ones that were scientists, they got you know the special paperclip on their file. They were put brought into a different area and they were brought to, you know, we were gonna NASA. They, yeah, they were gonna be brought to. Uh, used for science because you know they they were genius and they they had some things so in order to figure out their technology you know and I feel like that's like a pat on the back kind of way to just it's and like all, they get in there them, and then they half of them went to Russia too by the way exact and so that's what I'm, it's like they all are basically and then what we're in a cold roar with Russia we're in this nuclear arms race like with these people it's like it's all then they started saying hey we could ploy with our people. We want to stay rich. Why don't we get the council? We're the council of the entire world. We are the new world order here. All of us. Look at all this power. 
We have armies. We have people listening to our every fucking rule. So if we work together, the next hundred years, we will have New World Order or some shit. Like I think that's what happened, dude. Like honestly, that's I'm I would I want that to be that what happened. I want that. You know why? So once because again, I'm, the question yeah. is: Did Hitler die at the in the World War Two? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get that sandwich. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he dead yeah he dead he's dead all right yeah for sure you get no points then because you agree with everybody uh, all the normies the normie i i believe hitler did not die and he escaped to argentina and oh, or he went on the hollow earth right um he escaped to argentina man what's going on down there uh escaping <laughs> what's what's popping off in the dina uh there's actually all kinds of uh nazi um relics and uh cities and towns in argentina um that got there after the war and there's like there's this show called hunting hitler on history channel and they they like follow this for so many episodes they followed how he could have escaped uh and he had like everything planned out man if he if he ever got in a pickle he he knew how to get out of there quick and and he he knew shit he knew shit was that's the pickle on your sandwich dog he knew shit was going down and he had everything planned out they had the nazis had like these crazy like underground bases and underneath Hitler's uh, house where he stayed is whatever his tower or whatever the fuck he had like a 10 level underground base if not more levels than that <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm not even trying to exaggerate 10 I know is for sure but there's possibly more and he so he had networks and ways to escape if he wanted to and he had people set up in critical positions that could fly him. And there's accounts of people seeing him uh, in Argentina after the war. I definitely think he escaped, especially because, you know, you see all these presidents and stuff with like body doubles and all this other shit. And I, yeah. I totally think that whatever they thought. And there was one person that identified his body. And he was a a Nazi also. So why would he say, you know, that he escaped? He would never say that he escaped. And they later did DNA on that body, and it was female. So it's probably it probably wasn't Hitler's body, which makes sense, though. I mean, yeah. So I mean, there's so many different uh, threads to pull on that one that. Uh, yeah, I, I totally think he escaped, and there, there's he probably did. There's a bunch of stuff. I, I would like to get into that uh, on an episode. Probably did too, it. He probably did and escape, get somebody honestly, that dude. really knows what the fuck they're talking about on to to. Oh, that would be correct great. me. Yeah, he he. I mean, he probably did. You know, Tupac too, man. Tupac, yeah. Oh, we'll get to that later too. <laughs> um. So I get a point. So number 38, the CERN 
have dark motives and did CERN create the Mandela effect? Man, I don't even know what CERN is. CERN is a large hydron collider that uh, slams particles into each other because they're trying to like create a black hole or they're trying to find the God particle. Okay. Uh, Where where are they? What, what, where is these projects going on? What was the name of these projects? And uh, what's, what's some deeper info on that? Um, CERN, I believe it's in, uh, CERN stands for Council of European Research Nuclear. It's in a foreign language. So it's European Council for Nuclear Research. But in the foreign language, the research is before the nuclear. So I'm going to say yes, because they're all about dark shit all the time over there, dude. I don't trust them ever, bro. And it's in Switzerland. They're trying to create quantum black holes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the Higgs boson is the fundamental particle associated with the Higgs field. A field that gives mass to other fundamental particles such as electrons and quarks. A particle's mass determines how much it resists changing its speed or position when it encounters force. So they're trying to create a tiny quantum black hole. And some people believe that CERN is the reason why shit's gone awry and we have the Mandela effect is because that they created this black hole and we have our time, our whole timeline has changed. And the Mandela effect is about Nelson Mandela. People believe that he died a long time ago and they saw his funeral. And then later on, there was a news announcement that Nelson Mandela got released from jail and all these people that thought he died was like, what the fuck? We saw his funeral on TV. Like, how the fuck is he getting released from jail now? And there's a bunch of Mandela effect things, which I think just have to do with, you know, people misinterpreting uh, sayings and stuff like that. Like Berenstein Bears and Berenstain Bears is yeah. one of the big ones. And... uh Ed McMahon never working for Publishers Clearinghouse is another one. And um, he worked for some other company that was similar to that name. Uh, and then what are some other? Do you know any Mandela effects? No, I, I know none. Never went down uh, that rabbit hole. Yeah, it has to do with string theory and stuff. And like uh, just, you know almost like kind of what would happen if time travel happened, if people really traveled back in time and they, they changed one thing or, you know, they stepped on one bug they weren't supposed to step on. How would that affect the unraveling of everything else later? And so maybe it has to do with time travel too. And so maybe that, so the Mandela effect thing could be uh, multiple different things, but for the most part, most people think that, CERN is responsible for it. Wow. Yeah. We're going to have to go down on that on on an episode as well, because I've (laughs) I've heard of it. I just, and you know, you know, when you like to stick to like things that 
when they sound interesting to you, you just kind of like just do that and then you like yeah. all of their things. <laughs> um, uh, so do they have dark motives? I'm not sure that they have dark motives, but I know there's stuff about them worshiping some Satanist type thing or whatever. And, uh, did they create the Mandela effect? I don't think the Mandela effect is real. So I'm going to say, no, I think people just have bad memories and they misinterpret things. Uh, there's a star Wars one to star Wars Mandela effect. I can't remember what it is. Um, but so God, star Wars. I'm not, I'm not a star Wars fan. Are you? Um, yeah, I like it. I've watched them all. Are you a fan of Star Wars now with Disney? Uh, yeah, I've watched the uh, Mandalorian. That's great, dude. I'm telling you, dude. That's the that's, that's the juice, bro. That's the that's the lemonade. Uh, yeah. Well, lemonade is fucking good when you're thirsty, man. Oh shit, dude! He said it. <laughs> he said it right there, man. All right, what's next? What's next? Um, number thirty nine. What are the long heads? So they've the lo- collected Ooh. these uh, elongated <laughs> skulls in Peru. Oh, yes. And uh, uh, some other different places around the world. Um, the ancient alien people believe they're aliens from another planet. Um, but what say you? Uh, well, I mean, I see a lot of like... I see more um, like sculptures of long, but those are like pretty exaggerated long heads and they're not, you know, too, they're not like necessarily like real, like anthropomorphic or whatever that's called. Um, But the ones that, uh, that they see in Croatia, I mean, are pretty big skulls, man. Like they're really large. Uh, And that flat forehead and, Big eye sockets. Kind of creepy looking. Uh, Yeah, artificial cranial deformation has been practiced in various parts of the world. Um, Yeah, so I've I've heard about, um, I can't remember where, but there were tribes people, uh, indigenous, I think, to South America. Or I I might be mistaken. I I actually shouldn't even say anywhere. I don't know. But they would, you know, they they wrap their head so it will be longer, yeah? Yeah, that's a, that's uh, a practice. I think the that largest still concentration of these elongated skulls have been found in the Black Sea area. Oh, yeah, interesting. And, and they seem to have long reddish hair on them. Oh. Some some of them do. I heard Anyways. that hair actually will turn red after time after death. After a certain period. Oh, really? Is that true? Yeah, because they like they've you know there's been studies or of uh, quotes of like red-headed giants living in certain areas at one point. But this specialist came on the show and said that um, the person was in fact large. They were like eight foot tall, but the hair is one of the things on the body or that won't deteriorate, but it will turn like a rusty color. So like a lot of hair will turn reddish. So that's why they thought like pharaohs had red hair and stuff like that too. Oh, interesting. Well, they yeah. did do DNA on Akhenaten or okay. Tut, one of the two. I think it was Tut. And they uh, 
said that his DNA was mostly uh, European of European descent. Really? So that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Not sure what that means, but we're gonna we're gonna figure it out, man. We're gonna figure it out. Uh, but um, so I think the Longheads are. Uh, well, I heard the skeptic. I watched this one skeptic show. Uh, I I try to watch some skeptic stuff just to like stay on the level, you know, to hear yeah, the yeah, other yeah, side, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. get too into the the woo woo. But uh, he said that he thought the Longheads were um, just like an old type of orangutan skull because it has like some of them have like a little cleft on the top and then elongated okay. head. And if you look at like a, a is it orangutan or a, an ape, a great ape, they have sort of that head great. shape. So that's what he said. Which I thought was kind of interesting, but some of the other things that they have found weird with these skulls is like they have a larger cranial capacity uh, than human skulls, which would accompany a larger brain. And the way that their head is situated, it seems almost like their neck would be in the middle of where the skull is and not, it connects in a different spot. And then there's stuff about the sagittal sutures not being normal, uh, but I for the skeptic guy that could that could really be just some type of ancient orangutan that we're unaware of about. You know, Who yeah, knows? I mean, just, um, sure, there's plenty of uh, un unfound other skulls that we haven't even found yet that are di- like probably yeah different, even different shape. You know, yeah. Well, they just found those Denisovans. Like how long ago? Not that long ago. Fifteen years or something. Yeah. So I mean, there's all kinds of crazy things that we haven't even discovered yet. So who knows how many other different, you know, types of humans we will find? They found Hobbit humans, uh, Homo habilis. Uh, yeah, so, that's I mean, me. <laughs> are you short? I'm a uh, four foot three. <laughs> liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm four foot four. Uh, but so, yeah, uh, I think, I think, um, I think the long heads are human. Uh, just that ancient human species. Um, <sighs> yeah, that yeah, no longer yeah, exists. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Big I'm brains, go- big eyes. I'm going to go with a zero because I think most people think that they're actually aliens. Oh. Yeah, I think they're a uh, uh, lizard shrimp brain, uh, shrimp body. They were lizard shrimps uh, that uh, injected uh, a, a viscous liquid from oh, their, man. their, centri- oh, their, their centrifuge. About? Uh, one thing no, that I, I find very interesting about it, though, is they never seem to show uh, skeleton parts with it. It's just heads. Like, where the fuck heads. do their bodies go? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, shit, I so guess. That's kind uh, of a problem I have. That's, like, kind of like what they do with dinosaurs, right? They yeah, I was going to say a lot of skeletons. And that... then try to recreate a whole thing out of that. So Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I find that I go hiking a lot and I like to take off, off the beaten path because I look for bones, you know, oh, um, yeah. when I go to the forest, I generally will bring offerings to the forest. Uh, I'll bring like, you know, some rocks or something or some flowers or just something because I, I believe in like, I want to believe in forest spirits and forest energy and, uh, you know, kind of like being in tune with the flow of nature, thus to like help me along my journey and path in life, you know? And yeah, I like man. bones. I like, I have, I have, I have, you know, deer bones I've found. I found skulls and I like shells and rocks and sticks and logs and stuff, you know? Um, anyways, point I'm getting at is like when I find skeletons, I don't find them all together. Like they, they get scattered. So if I find spinal bones, I'll know that there's more pieces there around than they're scattered. Um, and that's just for like random, you know, you know, bones out in the wild. I don't know when you're like mummification, uh, how these skulls were found, if they were found in a burial site or if they were or like where they were found. I don't know the story of those. So it's hard for me to, uh, to be able to put two and two together, you know, not knowing more of the details on it. I oh, can't hear you. So, so what are they fake fraudulent aliens? Uh, uh, uh baby aliens. They're baby aliens. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so you get a point. Sweet. <laughs> and then uh, number 40, and then uh, we're going to close it out. That'll be it for this episode. Nice. So number 40, did humans evolve from apes? Is evolution <laughs> real? Evolution. Did okay. really evolve from apes? So if you look at, yet again... Coming in with the Anunnaki here, the ancient scrolls, okay, the belief that these higher gods uh, made. You know more about the scrolls and Anunnaki, I think, than I do. Maybe you can answer this question. So did they believe or did they create the, the human figure out of clay or did they morph their genes with apes and make hybrids? All it says is that it replicates what the Bible says is they were created in their image. Well, they say that Enki fashioned a worker out of hominid beings that were already around and used his DNA to uh, yeah. impart into these already hominids that were walking around at the time and created a worker. Basically. So there was already hominids around, like w where... You know, like that. Are the is he talking about apes? Yeah, this or is, is he circa, talking about circa two hundred thousand years ago? <laughs> I mean, like it's like so. Either we evolved from apes through, uh, you know, eating psilocybin and just uh, being, or we were we were genetically modified with apes and then evolved from that. Uh, that's what, yeah, I that's think, what ancient alien hypothesis would be is that we were already apes. And then the missing link that they search for is the, um, the Anunnaki decided to 
engineer a worker to mine gold for them out of DNA from themselves and from a hominid. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. So that's kind of what I'm going with. I mean, and like, not necessarily like I have a lot, it's probably a lot more and I'd like to give it more detail on it when I've had more like time to actually think and write something out on this, because this is obviously a deep fucking question. You know, this is a really good one. Um, and we can so, get, we should be apt, but so go ahead. Yeah. Finish up. Oh, as I said, we we could get. I think this this <clears throat> question would be cool to do in like different segments. We could get like people from other you know areas of expertise that that can give different mm-hmm. viewpoints and different standpoints. And yeah, this could be a whole whole genre of uh, episodes, which could be. Yeah, I really want to talk to somebody about uh, DNA, human DNA, and um, where everything is connected to, and what you know, the different types of humans that used to be around, um, how they, what they evolved into. So my, my theory is that we did not evolve from apes, that we are a separate subspecies and that there was multiple different species of homo and they mated with each other and that created differences in the so-called evolution. So they hybrid is more of a hybridization type of thing that happened rather than an evolutionary thing. Like it didn't take a hundred thousand years for this new thing to happen. You know, one species had sex with another species, which created a new species. So sometimes some of those older species would lose some of their characteristics because they'd kind of get washed out. Like, have you ever heard the idea that, you know, if humans continue at the way we're going, we might end up looking like alien greys in the future. Well, yeah, that's uh, I so think that's our, super valid. Our, Right, so our color would disappear, and we'd become more of a, that opaque gray color because yeah. we would just hi- hybridize so much that we'd all just become one one species. So that's kind of where it's at with my thinking too. It's just in ancient times there was much more different varieties of of humans around, and they co-mingled with each other and had sex with each other and created different varieties until you get to present day where we just have a few different varieties. So you don't think there's any been like genetic modification to, from outside forces. You think it's strictly been an earthly plane, uh, game um, of, uh, of, of funneling not down necessarily. into what if, we are now. If you consider like outside forces like an asteroid that impacted the planet that had dna from another planet that created life here uh then yes i would believe in outside forces but interesting uh, otherwise no because i believe that like as above so below so if your your sperm is the equivalent of an asteroid and the planet is the equivalent of a of an egg and uh, if 
if the sperm impacts that a planet that's ready for that, it can uh, create life on that planet, just just like what happens in our own biology and all the biology of all life. Oh, you can think too, like uh, when uh, you know, like new islands are formed how the seeds get there and how like because it starts at lava rock right that's Uh how it starts it emerges as lava rock fresh lava rock which has no soil on it so you have to have time for soil to be created through plants living and dying and composting Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like how is this so like the how hawaii is so fruitful with with life um was because of the birds and the wind and seeds traveling through that. So that kind of reminds me of like the seed being an asteroid and just like, kind of like, boom, going to this perfect spot. They say the Ohia tree was the first tree uh, to make Hawaii what it is because it would be able to grow its roots through the lava rock and survive on the moisture inside the caves. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that little thing that grows in the grass that has like all the little white, needle looking things on it and you blow on it and they spread out around and they blow away in the wind and they land somewhere and it creates more of those things. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like that too. I mean, it's spreading life, you know, every, every um, breath you take, every organism on the planet, its whole purpose is to keep the life of that organism going. I, I think, that kind of relates to the whole planet thing too. And planets just being eggs, uh, that are just, uh, ready to be fertilized. And that's why some of them are barren and some of them are not barren because some of them, some of the asteroids that hit them have seeds of life and some of them don't. Not that, shooting blanks out here. Is that far out there or what, dude? Shooting is blanks. That crazy? <laughs> that's a I pan, mean, that's called panspermia. Oh yeah, that is panspermia. Yeah, dude. I just heard that one for the first time like a couple months ago, and I was like, panspermia. Yeah, so there's well, two different types of panspermia. There's directed panspermia and regular panspermia. So directed panspermia would be if a planet had life on it like us and was like, we're going to send this life to that other planet purposely to create life on it. And then panspermia would be just be like this planet that blew up or something or an asteroid that's been floating around impacted a a planet and then created life on it. So that's where the two distinctions of directed and regular panspermia come from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I fuck with it, you know, it's fun to, I mean, there's, there's a lot. I mean, I, yeah, we'll talk more about it. I, I don't know, dude. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's out there. Right. But they're all out there. All the things of the creation stories are fucking out there. None of them make sense. So it's like, it's hard to be like, no, you know, well, logically, I think, I mean, I think logically, I think when you want to break it down, panspermia does make logical sense. It almost makes too much logical sense. 
that's yeah, how it would it all start. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Like, if you think about, you know? like, when you tell your kids, like, how babies are born, you give them a bullshit story of, like, a stork, or, you know, yeah. you know, dropping off your baby because they, they can't understand it because they're too young. But when, when, when they grow up and then they hit their teenage years, you have to tell them about the birds and the bees and how, how it really happens. And it's kind of mind blowing, you know, and, and if you're too young to understand, you, you won't comprehend it. So they have to put it into stories so that it's, it's able, you're able to um, conceive of, of what it, what it is, but, now it's all good um you know cubes within a cube fractalizing within itself within the goodness of all of the goodness within your hearts and your souls i have no idea but yeah dude it's all good man fucking you know sometimes i feel like we be worrying too much about how we got here and not where the fuck we're going you know sometimes like Sometimes it's like, and like, it's but they like, also say sometimes you need to understand where you came from so you can understand where you're going. True. True. No, I think history is, 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 it shouldn't, I mean, it's been washed out and whitewashed as much as it's more than, more than people know, which is really sad and unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but that being said, it's like, you know what I mean? Like by like, sometimes you'll beat yourself off of like trying to figure out the meaning of life. And sometimes you just need to be snapped back to reality. Like the meaning of life is right here in front of your eyes and you hug them. And you're like, well, I love you. <laughs> well, for me, it's always been a journey of trying to figure out what the meaning of life is so I can latch on to the right thing and not latch on to the wrong thing. Because you know, yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to know what car I'm buying. I want to test drive that car. I want to know the specs of that car, and I want to know sometimes trial know, and error though. You know, before I buy it, because you know I'm going to put down a lot into it. So I, I want to know more about it before I just jump right in it. Uh, so I kind of. But sometimes, if you spend what, the whole time wondering what life's about, you ain't. You don't live life. But don't you? Because Can't I get have lost a lot in the sauce. I have a lot of fun contemplating these ideas and thinking about shit. I mean, I, I spend every day doing this. <laughs> I mean, I'm here with you, bro. I'm 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 here. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, you know what side of the you know what side of the playing field I'm on, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, you know, I just I and all and all joking aside, like I, you know, like it's just. I, I personally, like, when I'm going too deep sometimes, I'm just like, I, like, got to sit back and be like, go for a walk outside. Because for me, the connection comes with nature, dude. Like, trees, dude, like that, like, the fact that, you know, the pollen from the trees has been used for thousands of years. And it ups your uh, testosterone and hormone levels and all these, like, things. And, like, we're not being told that this this healing this medicine from the trees which is abundant is like right before us you know yeah and it's like that's the creation of life within you know the the cohesiveness and the and the uh symbiosis existence we have with nature and And where did you learn that from history (laughs) yes and intuition uh (laughs) you know like having having a strong intuition you know and like, cause like, you know, I would go up to a tree and I would, I would eat 
I would eat some buds from it without knowing what it was. And I'd be like, intuitively, I think this is a good idea. Maybe. I might. I think I would like to think I did that in a past life. Walk up to trees <laughs> and eat the leaves. All right, man. Well, hey, you guys. Uh, check us out on Rising FT Ashes on Instagram. And you can email us at risingftashes at yahoo.com. Leave some Yahoo. feedback. We want to hear from you. We want to try to make the best show we can for you guys so that you will listen to us. So we want to hear your ideas and thoughts about it. So make sure you drop us some lines. We're just getting started. This is just the genesis. This is just the creation story right here you know there's so much more stuff we're gonna go into these are just we're just rambling about you know different topics and conspiracy theories and all that shit but we're gonna get so deep we're gonna get deep in the woods deep underground we're gonna get sky high too so fucking fucking come and join us and have some fun with us man Yeah, we'll see you on the other side.